Sanchez. Welcome to Hollow Feed episode three. Today, leading the discussion, we have Claire. Hello. Ron. Hello. Nice deep voice. And myself, RJ. Uh, last week, on our episode 2 show, uh, we talked about Star Wars Rebels, which we'll be getting a bit more into this week as well. Uh, we talked about episodes nine, episode 9 script completion, and how we thought that might fare, uh, solo movie, and quite a bit more. So if you want to check any of that out, feel free to check out our last episode. And that is on the... Uh, <coughs> the iTunes, as well as we have it on uh, Facebook as well, so you can watch the actual live feed. Um, <clears throat> introducing today's topics, though, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Rebels, The Last Jedi deleted scenes, and <clears throat> uh, The Last Jedi Force doubleganger, Harrison Ford, and passing on the torch, which I'm actually really excited to talk about, by the way. Just I, I, I read the notes earlier today, and I'm like, oh my god, can't wait, because um, I want to learn about what he actually said. And then um, Mark uh, Hamill's theory uh, for Luke Skywalker. So to head off this uh, discussion, we're actually going to give this to Ron, because he is our Rebels expert, and I did not see this last week's episode I in know. time. There's a lot of people missing out on Star Wars Rebels, but I those, those people will go unnamed. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, what's up, everybody? This is Ron. Um... I was able to catch up on Star Wars Rebels uh, since last week's uh, discussion. Obviously, there were some topics brought up about uh, new Force powers, but in the in the most recent episodes, um, World Between Worlds, and um, which was the most recent episode on the second half of the hour that it was being shown, we actually got to see a little bit more display about how the Force works and how it expands in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Obviously, from what we've known, for anybody who's been watching the movies, for anybody who's been a Star Wars fan, the, for the Force, you know, is everything that, uh, according to Obi-Wan, you know, uh, surrounds us, it binds us, it's, it's just all around us. So, they expanded on Star Wars Rebels in the most recent episode by doing something that was totally different. Um, and I, I'm interested at, as to how it's going to play out in Episode 9, and here, it, it, or if it's going to even play out in episode 9 and here's what I'm talking about um, for those of you who have been watching Star Wars Rebels um, Ezra has has this has a part of this stone and on this by the way I, I will just put in spoiler alert yes. just in case anybody has not yes. seen spoiler. Rebels I don't care about spoilers because I live and breathe Star Wars and that's okay and I'll eventually watch the show in its entirety so just spoiler alert for you know those who I don't want to get spoiled. Skip over this, come back in like 10 minutes. And there's probably a general rule for any Star Wars news we cover or any, yeah, exactly. anything Star Wars related. If we're talking about it, we're yeah. going to spoil it. Exactly. Any mm -hmm. Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, mm -hmm. DC, whatever we talk about on this show is just going to go just complete spoiler. I mean, that's why we do the live stream in this podcast anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, come back, it will be here when you get back and you watch the episode. Come yeah. back in like 10 minutes and you can watch the playback. So make, make sure to open up, a, open up a new tab, keep this playing in your background. Yeah, though. yeah. So if you're doing something on the internet, paying your bills, anyway, doing whatever. Anyway, getting into Rebels. Yeah. Um, so was, as I was saying, we see Ezra basically having the stone in his possession. Um, along with two other stones that he was given. And you see three um, different forms of, of, of a hand-shaped uh, uh, structures or, or drawings on there, Hier hieroglyphs, I would say. Um, but we see a tie-in, especially from the old Clone Wars. Now, for those of you who've watched Clone Wars before, which Claire has been a big fan of. Um, fan. Yeah, big, <laughs> really big fan of the Clone Wars. <coughs> Um, Filoni bring back season six. <laughs> Just finish season six and season seven. <coughs> we see now the development of three of the. I forgot what they were called now. The these three spirits who were from the original Clone Wars. Are, and we, talking, are we talking about talking about the wills? The, the wills? Or are we talking it's about the, the the mother and the. Uh, Father and sister and daughter. I think it's the father, sister, and daughter. I think. Yeah. Okay. It so was, they were some, wills, some type of relation. They weren't the wills per se, but they were. They definitely the had the some kind of force. I think it was. So, like Ezra figures out. Okay, these these hand shaped prints on these hieroglyphs 
are basically being are is what uh, is what Ezra has to shape, and basically it's almost like a, a kind like a grade school type of puzzle, where you put the hand shapes that are similar to the ones that he that uh, he sees on the wall, um, and in opens this cave. Um, op in opens this cave, and here we are now. The different portals. We're, we're, we have the portal game in Star in Star Wars now. Just kidding, but we have different portals, different accesses to different times in the universe. And here's the whole thing: we now have a display. This may be, and correct me, uh, listeners out there, if I'm wrong, but this might be the first example of the play of uh, the space-time continuing continuum. I'm sorry, in the Star Wars franchise. It is because <laughs> the only thing I know about the episode because uh, our uh, producer Chris uh, mentioned this to me the other day that they put in time travel in Star Wars and I was just like why? Yeah that like, seems to have been what all the articles after that episode came out is everyone was like what? Yeah. Star Wars has time travel? No way! What? That's yeah, so nerdy. Everybody wow. was focusing on but it, to me, the time travel aspect of Star Wars doesn't seem like a big surprise. It, kind, it almost kind of breaks the rules, but it's, it's very, it was very unorthodox, I would, say to, I would say the least, to have some type of time travel in Star Wars. But it, it, it almost uh, well, has an what expression was it specifically on the force. because I have not seen the episode yet. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to get into it. I was just about to uh, segue into that because in terms of time travel, when, when, he, when he first enters this quote-unquote, the, uh, the title of the episode, World Between Worlds, we first hear different voices from the Star Wars franchise. We hear Jyn Erso, we hear um, uh, Leia, we hear uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we hear some other characters in the background. If you listen carefully, if you haven't watched it, if you've seen the episode and you, you missed that, go back and rewatch it and just listen for that part when he starts entering and you hear all these voices. So there's a crossover into so all now different what universes. Concerned, but also really excited. Um, going back and uh, like going off of Rebels, but going into like the the actual cinematic universe for like the you know the like Episode Nine. It makes me very concerned, but also very excited that maybe they're going to be doing something like that with Episode Nine. And I'm just like, please, oh please, oh please, have Hayden Christensen back as Anakin, <laughs> and have him just tell Ray that he. Sand. Um, <laughs> no, you have to tell Rose he hates sand. <laughs> Rose has the new sand line. But so, yeah. what you're saying with the, the, with the different voices coming in, I'm wondering if that's intentionally supposed to make the audience think of episode uh, episode seven when Ray's having this. Obviously, it's a vision and not direct time travel, but there is there's obviously that similarity there. So I'm wondering if it's maybe teasing that or referencing that in a way. You know, I'm not I'm not actually quite sure that it's going to be actually teasing something as. I saw this more as just a reveal. I think this was just something from the writers, get, and give it up to Dave Filoni, Pablo Hidalgo, and everybody um, uh, writing these episodes uh, for Star Wars Rebels, that they are really expanding on the Force. And I was lucky to catch on uh, the but review. Primarily, that's just kind of what Disney has been doing. And the first, and like just in general, is the, all of the movies and all of the things that they've done have just expanded the force from what it was. Right, and we see that we see kind of like that transition as well too. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of the discussion that took place when we did watch the Last Jedi was like, how could and we're going to obviously talk about this later. Yeah. Is how did Luke? <coughs> how was a how was Luke able to pull off? Again, spoiler alert for those who still haven't seen Last Jedi. Um, how did Luke pull, pull off the quote-unquote force ghost, which wasn't really a force ghost per se. It, it was, was a more a of a doppelganger. It was more of a projection. Technically, uh, for, technically projection. it's considered a force doppelganger, but Correct. we'll get more into the lore of that when we get to that section, because that's Wait, a whole that other issue. does that actually have Thor? Lore? Does, this, does that actual, like, does that just... Yes yes and no, trust me, there's a, there's a whole thing about the Force doppelganger and whether or not that is or isn't, depending on which book. But right now, let's, we'll stick with Rebels. We can actually, right. let's jump right into that after <laughs> this, because that might be a yeah. good yeah. segue. So one of, the, one of the best things, especially about these episodes, was the re return of a fan favorite. And we're talking about uh, Ahsoka Tano. And Ahsoka Tano has a huge following... Um, ever since the Clone Wars, up to Star Wars Rebels, she um, uh, 
she basically we, we see her in the last battles when she was battling Darth Vader, but we couldn't. We just did not know what happened to her. Obviously, there was this thing right after that episode, and I think I believe it was season two of Star Wars Rebels. Um, a, a trend go on online about hashtag Ahsoka lives. So this fan, these fans just kept on fighting. But we see Ezra now being having uh, having looking through this one portal and actually seeing as as him being a witness to Ahsoka battling Darth Vader. But in the in the midst of that battle, Ezra is able to pull Ahsoka out from that uh, from that location in the Sith Temple where. Uh, her, she, and Vader were fighting. Then now, now that's an interesting aspect to be able to play around with the space-time continuum. I, I thought that what this is, this is huge. I thought that that part was just huge in itself. Plus, later on, we get to see the reappearance of Mister Palpatine himself in McDermott return back as Palpatine in that episode as well too and he's not able to escape the portals per se but he's able to have some type of interaction with both Ezra what and was, Ahsoka. <clears throat> um, what was the fan reception on Twitter and social media to this episode? Um, was it mixed? Was it like m I have a lot of concerns just <laughs> hearing what you're saying and I'm just like why would they do any of that? To sum to sum up in in two <coughs> words, uh, in exclamation in multiple exclamation points, I would say, "Oh shh!" Like, you know, just I, because they could, just because just because they were seeing not only the return of Ahsoka Tano, not only the return of Emperor Palpatine, but just being able to see what's going on in that time and place. Like they were like social media was just pretty much going off on this and this was the big trend on social media amongst different blogs and articles about the whole aspect and shocking reveal about having uh time travel as well too so we are so that that thing, i think is just silly but that know. thing is that thing is <coughs> going to be huge so yeah we are gonna uh it does bring up some interesting possible theories about what's how that's what what's tie next in. What what comes into the Star Wars universe next? Even after Episode Nine, are we gonna see things, you know, in other future possible Star Wars I mean, series? Time travel. This is how uh, Abrams retcons Episode Eight. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I think with what you're saying, Claire, when you're saying this is concerning, I think this kind of comes down to, I mean, the Force is magic, and with anything yeah. that magic's involved in, unless you are incredibly <coughs> incredibly detailed about not even actually you don't even need to be incredibly detailed you just need to make sure that it's clear how the rules of this form of magic works mm -hmm. and unfortunately with the force they've never been very clear on what it can't do they will keep throwing in what it can do it can do this now it can do that now and i think because of that it is sort of getting away from them because when you have this all-powerful thing and you put no restraints on it one, as far as storytelling, it kills a lot of tension, but as far as world building, like you're saying, suddenly they have time travel now, mm -hmm. so it's like they can... I think if they have time travel now, that kind of makes it so... Okay, so what can't the Force do? In some way, the Force should be able to do everything, and then depending but, on the books <clears> you read, you now, can find a lot of other where instances. I where I have issues with that is... Okay, so now the Force has time travel. Well, why doesn't somebody time travel and stop Vader? See, this is. Th I think these are the loopholes that people are trying to fill in. Like, Doctor what, Who, fixed what point can in you history. Do? And that's funny because a lot of people were talking about Doctor Who re I, regarding. Well, I, I it comes down. I think Wars if Wars. I mean if we're talking if we're talking time travel, I got that. It's it depends how you want to look at time. You have the multi uh, multiple worlds uh, version of time, or you have this the fixed line version of time. In the multi word multiple worlds version of. Uh, time so travel. You can travel from Universe A back to the past of Universe A to change something, but then you're causing a divergence into two different worlds. So in one of them, mm. you're not really changing anything. You're just making but, a world the, where nothing is changed. But the real question is, who? Well, where is the uh, the original C-137? <laughs> but what I was going to say is, I think what they're probably sticking with is as to why you won't just go back to yeah. Darth Vader is single uh, single world universe is grandfather paradox how why yeah. would they go back to stop him unless he did the thing that needed to be stopped they wouldn't just okay. it because if they go back in time to stop darth vader then they wouldn't have any had any cause to go back and stop him 
which would have allowed him yeah, to do that's, yeah. That, that, so that's it's the grand, yeah, that is the grandfather paradox. See the whole the whole the whole thing about time travel is so is so complex and it's brought up on so many TV series no matter what you watch. Um it, it's 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 it establishes a sense of control. Mm-hmm. So in Star Wars when you have in the Star Wars universe obviously there's this uh we uh, there's a constant theme of of elevating to some type of power or even a- overtaking that certain power. So with with time being involved, what do you think this implicates? What do you guys what do you guys, what do you guys think this implicates as far as what who's going to be able to control what and what would they be able to control and how would that how would that kind of play into how the dark side would use time versus how people on the resistance or even on the light side, if we have any remaining Jedi per se or force sensitive people use that type, use that power of time against whatever. How do you guys, I think they're, I think the, the only way they really, the only way they can address this is by saying there are very specific conditions that need to be met in order to do this. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's not something that can be used by anyone. It's not something that can be used all the time. Therefore they're able, they're able to introduce this concept. It's cool. It creates a nice little miniature story. It kind of adds to this story, but because it's not something that's reproducible, they're a, they're able to get away from the well. Why don't they just use this here to fix this or to fix that? It's if it's something that has limited or a lot of conditions to meet, then I think that's pretty straightforward because they're not like putting a bunch of plot holes to make it acceptable. It's just these conditions need to be met. They're impossible to meet in most normal circumstances. So there you go. It's a non-starter. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I just think that there's just a lot you can play with, and it's up to the basically the writers, like you said. How are we gonna? You'd be able to utilize time in terms of telling the story, and would it even fit? I, I, would, it, would it would it fit the story? So it's something that that I would probably if they did have some type of reveal on playing on time in episode nine, it probably would take some no pun intended time for me to get used to. Um, because it's it's totally different from what we know about the force, and obviously it is. It's one of the strong things that was just revealed in this last episode of Star Wars yeah, Rebels. But I mean if they do that that would be Star Wars completely and irrevocably <laughs> jumping the shark. At that point Star Wars is no longer in any way what it was because adding time travel, yeah it's another aspect of the force assuming that's as simple as it is, mm-hmm. but it changes it so completely. How do you, how do you come back from that? How do you stay as it was? It basically it becomes it becomes a completely different it becomes a completely different entity with the Star Wars skin at that point. Yeah. Which, granted, they could be intending to end Episode Nine that way and in literally finishing up Star Wars as it was in a, in a nice bundle and starting something completely new, something completely different from the Skywalker storyline, which is what people have been kind of expecting for er, expecting right. and words, anyway, yeah. have been expecting for a while. So, I mean... Could it be an episode nine? Sure, but it's gonna—it's not gonna be Star Wars anymore after that. It'll become right. something new. Yeah, it'll, t- it'll probably be its own story. I would just like to see, with time being played, if they even make any further reference to I Knights of the don't. Old Republic. Well, no, like I hope that they just like well, it, shit, this Knights is, of the Old Republic. <clears throat> all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's like, bring some storyline. What, story what, line what, what into I'm that. hoping that they do is they never talk about time travel again, and it was they more of a. Won't. I don't think they will because I. That, that, if Disney wants to make fans even more mad, they'll do something stupid like that. Like that just makes me concerned because like I'm I'm a big like Doctor Who fan and Rick and Morty fan, and if you caught my reference earlier, um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you caught my reference. I I, I, know I, I haven't did. watched. Okay, I haven't um, watched those two fandoms. So. Oh okay. I know. Yeah, I know. I have a lot to catch up you, on. You can catch up. Um, but yeah, like. That and then that goes that that, that that's a great segue. Um, is to talk about like Luke's force projection or? All right, so the force right. doppelganger. <sighs> okay. Let's. So over the last uh, few days ago, uh, Johnson tweeted out a chain of tweets where basically in response to all the people who have been saying like, oh, a force doppelganger. This has never been something we've this seen before. How is this? How is this possible? It doesn't make any sense for it's what like we how know. How can you force project yourself? So he. Through a chain of tweets, basically showed 
an old uh, Star Wars book that basically it, it is a Which Jedi book? like I forget the exact book it was basically it looked like it was a pairing of a Jedi skills textbook along with its counter Sith skills textbook but basically in the Jedi one there was a reference and an explanation of this power, which it can be called a Force Doppelganger or a weird German-sounding ability, because uh, that's just how long that word was. And basically he was saying, see, it is a thing. But what a lot of people have been coming back with is that book is no longer considered canon. But to that, what Disney has been saying and Lucasfilm has been saying is that, well, we said when we were making things canon or not canon, we would be going into this saying we could pull from things that are no longer considered canon. Hmm. And they've considered that their comeback, but but at that point, if you can pull from things that aren't canon, then what's the point of differentiating between the two? Because when you separate them into two different so many, entities, you don't, so you don't know what books <clears throat> tie into this book that they're referencing, or that Johnson's pointing to now, yeah. to make that applicable I, to I, the I universe. Plus, it makes it clear that they want their. They basically, they want to be able to say we have control of the universe now based on these rules, but we also want to be able to change those rules whenever it fits us mm-hmm. or whenever it suits us. Like uh, them cherry p- picking specific things from legends and putting them back into canon after you know legends became legends isn't my the issue that I have with it. I think that they need to go over what is canon and what is not again. And especially if they're saying things on Twitter and doing stuff like that, I just... It, it makes me concerned that there's going to be... like he, he's A lot a, of confusion. That, yeah, that is lot, too yeah. big for them. A lot of confusion. I mean, it's like... Yeah. I, I, understand. I mean, Star Wars is too big for Disney anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, to, to put, can, say, canon <coughs> or non-canon... That just that makes me concerned, just in in and of itself. That it's confusing, and I don't think I I don't even think like Star Wars nerds like us are going to eventually be able to keep track. Yeah, yeah. I I I mean, like I understand that they went and they pulled Thrawn from non-canon stuff, but Thrawn was a character (laughs) in. Heir to the Empires, the, the, the trilogy book by Timmy's, uh, Timothy Zahn. And they went and took his character and put it into Rebels, and then they put him back in the canon. But if you look at who Thrawn was in those books versus who Thrawn is in the, the show, it's not the same person. It's it, it's like a skin of the same character that has a Disney, Disney-ified... Disney-ified? Disney-ified yeah. version of whatever it is. And I think that's kind of like where I'm sitting with, like, specifically Last Jedi, but, like, this n- the new movies that they're making, they're very much Disney-esque movies. They have the same Disney formula, but they're Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> I'd probably consider it more the Marvel formula, which is Disney, but it's kind of Star Wars is verging to how they've been right- structuring the Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. And, and it's just, it... Like, I, I think... Um, Pablo uh, Pablo Hidalgo. Thank you. I couldn't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's alright. Uh, I know his first name, and I follow him on Twitter. Anyway, I think him and whoever else is in charge of canon needs to sit down and just give us like uh, maybe like six month updates of like what is canon, what is not. I think that might help alleviate some of the issues that I think some people might have, like I do, that are saying, well. Now this thing is canon, but it wasn't two seconds ago. Like, I, I think they're, they're, I, with that, especially seeing something like that on Twitter instead of making an official statement or something like yeah. that. And I understand tr- that it, that them saying it on Twitter is an official statement, but that's Twitter official. That's just more of Johnson antagonizing the people he considers to be the, do- the, haters. the, the haters. But I do want to say more about canon, but Ron, you were wanting so, to say something. Yeah, so, so are we going to say, okay, for everything that we're discussing that's canon and non-canon, would you prefer that there's a specific year or timeline within the past 10 years to say, okay, everything prior to so-and-so year is non-canon. This year no. and above is canon. 
How how would you? It's if you were in Kathleen uh, Kennedy's shoes. I think that I think how the, would you? I think the best. Way, it's I mean I would, they they have if people I was, who. If, if if I was in Kathleen Kennedy's shoes, I would buy back Lucasfilm from Disney and restart. But that's just yeah. my, my but but my I own think I think with that thanks. it's if if we're sticking just to that parameters, I think they should start at episode four, five, and six, and mm-hmm. look at the stories that expand directly from there, without like without diverging a lot, but kind of start from from that core. And kind of see see the lines those follow, and kind of, they should try to keep degrees of separation from the main yeah. storyline because all the movies are following that same that same storyline. So they like should, it's almost like a blueprint in, in yeah, a way yeah, for yeah. setting so up new stories. So it's like they don't stories. want to be like, all right, you have the main house and you have the garden and you have the shed and then you have the wall and then you have your neighbor's house. You don't need to go that far out. Just stick stick to <coughs> stick to the property as it were. But then there there is there's so much canon out there. I don't know how much content falls into what degree of separation from the main storyline. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I that's, think definite, that's think definitely that a daunting test. I think they need test. to start with the eight movies that they have now and then expand, okay, well, this is here, like Rebels and Clone Wars and this, that, and other thing, and expand just from there and then add in the books after. Well, I mean, I think any, anything that came out during episode seven and eight, that's that's canon. Yeah, because that. Because there's... there's <coughs> Relatively, there's not a lot of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's easy enough to say this movie ser- this movie segment is happening right now. These books are happening now because yeah. of it. Therefore, it's canon. That makes sense. But you, there's so much stuff after four, five, and six, one, two, and three that that's where the challenge comes. Yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And I and I, I think that's kind of you know yeah. what was there. And then like to go into um, like other things and specifically going into segue. I don't know, Ron. You want to add something? But segueing into our next topic, what about the the deleted scenes from all? Well, I did want to say one more thing about canon, but I yeah. think do we have a comment? Yeah, um, we have we have somebody who's watching live along with us. Uh, his name is Steven, and just for Hello, privacy Steven. purposes and all, and uh, to mm-hmm. respect his privacy, um, he commented that uh, in our discussion about Thrawn and how he's canon or not, and how he's how he's varying yeah. from. The canon in the, I, I, I assume Claire, you're referring to the novels. Yes. Okay. Versus how he is on screen on Rebels, uh, he he said, uh, I actually think Thrawn is a bit more interesting of a character in canon than in Legends. Really. The Thrawn trilogy is the better story than what we've seen of him so far, though. Well, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Is like, uh, those are my three favorite Star Wars books of all time, and. <clears throat> I have yet to read the Thrawn book that just came out. Um, yeah, I have yet to read that too. Yeah, it's at my house. Just haven't read it. I, I refuse to read the non-celebration uh, one. So if someone wants to send that to me, well, I think like, I think so to I, read and have the I think to address that though, what it comes, it's mm-hmm. quality is one thing. It could be amazing, but you also have to look into how it ties into the rest of what is considered canon because mm-hmm. something can be amazing, but if it doesn't have any relation to the bulk of what's considered what's considered canon then yeah. it's like then what what does it add what does how does it kind of expand on what we have yeah i mean but like, yeah i have heard that it's a lot better yeah the, the books are great i mean like i haven't read the the thrawn novel that was the the offset i think novel. that came out last year yeah and i, I, st- I still want to get the the celebration version of it if someone has it like, I, I want i want it <laughs> um, but i did just want to <clears> so to, to wrap yeah. up the canon yeah it's a lot. There's a lot of, and I could completely understand where they're coming from, and I agree to some extent that how how do you say this isn't Star Wars anymore, and this is yeah. as far as canon? But because there's so much, you do have to say what are the rules we're following? Because a movie exactly. mo- movies are much much less expansive than books, and especially book series allow a story to be. Yes. But I and I think because of that. Star Wars or Lucasfilms and Disney, they need to actually have a definitive outline of saying, "Yeah, this is what is Star Wars. This this is yeah, everything uh-huh. that's considered, and then everything <clears throat> outside of that, if they start pulling other stuff in, that's going to bring up a whole other set of issues because other books, they're not just floating around by themselves being Star Wars. They're, yeah. they're, pro- they're related to other Star Wars books, so you can't just pull <clears throat> this and that, ignoring the context that those were inserted in. Exactly. Yeah, is- it's it's a big bundle of threads, and they're it, it seemed like it was neat when they started and yeah. said they announced like legends and canon, but now 
Yeah, so can, canon is a mess, and it's a sticky o- overall, conversation. Star Wars is just a huge, expansive universe, and how many stories can you... you there's multiple Apparently stories only that'll one. last. Apparently <laughs> there's only one story you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, according to the mouse. Um, and oh, like, oh, 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 boy. Oh, oh, but yeah, oh. so back into... <laughs> Oh, I'm the product of an evil corporation, to quote <laughs> The Simpsons. Uh, so, yeah, so as far as canon, uh, The Last Jedi, like, uh, they announced uh, that in the uh, home release uh, for The Last Jedi, surprisingly, uh, they're going to be including uh, 14 deleted scenes, including some other <coughs> material along with that. And right now, we know what uh, five of the scenes are going to be. And along with those five scenes, uh, they're supposed to leave some bonus content on what Luke's third lesson was. Uh, Good. I was confused. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I would be interested in seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I will go through the five that we have one at yeah. a time. Uh, so the first one is um, BB-8 revealing to Finn uh, Ray's goodbye. And this is a scene where kind of Finn is unsure about whether or not he needs to leave the rebellion. Uh, I believe he's in the brig of the ship he's on. Yeah, he's he's like somewhere I think uh, when he was taking I think it's in, the command some, some type of like either the it, it almost looked like I saw a shot of this. It, it almost looked like the bridge. Yeah. Or I mean, even there were a like ton just, of ton of people around him. Yeah. So that seemed weird that he was like surrounded by all these people talking to BB-8. I think I'm going to leave BB-8. I hope none of these people here but but basically uh, in this BB-8 uh, projects a recording of Ray talking to Finn when he's unconscious. Interesting. It's like with it's like I can kind of see why like I, I actually agree with Johnson on cutting that because you don't need to know the reason why he decided not to leave the rebellion. I thought they did it easily enough. It's in the seventh movie, Finn got close to Ray, therefore he's not going to abandon her. Yeah, that's we <clears throat> we we don't need to go into whole soul searching of yeah. why am I not going to abandon this closest friend I've ever had? Yeah, uh, exactly. If you're already attached to that, friend, so, if yeah. you're already attached to that yeah, someone who's and he even. Uh, like even in the Force Awakens, he was like even saying like, "I'm yeah 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 I'm a part of the resistance." Like for somebody to be mm-hmm. motivated on that to keep on that side and Ray, uh, learning that Ray is a Jedi and has these powers and it would essentially be a part of the resistance. You would you would think, okay, let me partner up with this side because I know yeah. that I've been against the Empire after what happened, you know, in wartime, and my closest friend died. I forgot the name of his friend that died in Force Awakens, but. Yeah. Um, y- you would think uh, this is the only people I have. This is the only family I have. This is the, these are the only people I know that I would be attached to because I don't want anybody around me that I'm close to being hurt again. Yeah. Exactly. So you would be tied to something about the reasons, but for him to question his loyalties would kind of throw things off. And yeah, and I mean in the in the movie they already kind of reversed some of his character building. So I am glad they left that out because this would have made it even more curious it, it, to put it, it would, nicely it would have set him back even further uh, yeah and then so I mean that one's pretty simple I just, we all I, agree it's I just wanted him to fly out. into the gun <laughs> uh, so uh, the so second one is Ray and the Raiders of uh, the caretaker village the caretaker and I, now with I'm this one blind. before you go into what this one's about um, mm-hmm. people were spe- after they announced what this one was people speculated that this was Luke's third lesson but they've already come out and said or Johnson already came out and said this is not the third lesson this okay. isn't related to that I haven't seen this one yet um, I haven't if you want to read what this, one. this one's about um, I'm just going to read it um, okay of what's on the notes uh, <clears throat> a warring tribe comes to uh, comes to the village Luke trying to tell Ray there's no point there's I'm paraphrasing what's here but refuses to do nothing to go back lightsaber in hand sorry I'm dyslexic here here so I hear so, so basically um, they're obviously uh, Ray and Luke are on the island and Ray sees off on the horizon what looks like a line of figures kind of approaching the island mm-hmm and Luke informs her that basically it's it's a warring tribe. They occasionally come to the island to make make war, do what a warring tribe does, raiders. Um, and he, Ray, of course, wants to fight them off, wants to defend the inhabitants of the village. But Luke tells her that, or he tries telling her there's no point to it because even if she stops them now, they're just going to be back later. And, of course, Ray refuses to do nothing and kind of takes her lightsaber in hand and goes to face them. Which, that kind of goes along with the whole divergence from what was Luke's character. I mean, it fits Luke's character in Episode Eight, in him kind of having given up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
could it, it could have fit because it, it kind of expanded on who his <sighs> who he was now. I mean, I don't agree with anything with what they did with Luke in in the eighth movie at all. No, and compared, Mark to, compared to the, yeah, compared to the previous stuff. Uh, and yeah. we'll get and we'll get more into that and one of the other uh, things. As far as if, Mark if, if, yeah. if what you're describing is part of the, one of the deleted scenes, I just feel like I, I why, don't think why? that part would have been necessary at all. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm actually kind of glad that it is a deleted scene, but it's just interesting to see. Okay, what did they cut yeah. from the movie? Uh, that's th- that's th- probably that's kind of how I, I am. I preferred that over Canto Bite, though. <laughs> <laughs> like wh- one of the things about like deleted scenes, just in general, is like I like seeing them. But I don't like seeing them put into the movie and seeing what the movie would have been or anything else like that. I like seeing them separate, which is why, you know, going back to our last topic, what is canon, what is not, what if something, are deleted scenes canon or are they not? I don't think they are. I think they, they, no. need, to, they need to be seen as, I've, I've heard that, and I've seen that online of, like, I've seen that um, deleted scenes are basically fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they're different, but they're on the. I'd say yeah, they're on the yeah, same tier. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, just they they need to be seen as separate and seen as additions that could be put in, but d- weren't because they're not good and they don't belong there. I mean, personally, I think that this scene could have improved it, 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 the movie. Dre- so just picture this: really? if they had, this is this is kind of comes down to everybody saying, "Oh, well, if they changed it like this, this, and that." But yeah, I think yeah. if they had removed the majority of the Canto Bite arc mm-hmm. and put in this scene, you see Ray trying to fend them off, but because she's maybe not experienced fighting large raiding parties. She starts fight falling back. She starts kind of being overtaken, and then Luke does come to save her ultimately mm-hmm. because that would hint at the kind of conflict he's feeling. Because at the end of the movie, yeah. obviously, he does go to save them. So to yeah. show that he hasn't completely given up, this will kind of tease that and kind of show that he's not completely gone. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I just I just really didn't like the Canto Bite scene and. How oh, they and, lot, and how they and how they develop didn't. Luke's character. So I do think this could have been a redeeming. Well, yeah, this, and could have been, I, this could have been redeeming because instead of just being this completely hopeless guy, it shows that he does still have a little bit of hope. Yeah. Which I mean, a little bit of hope would have been better than what they gave him. <laughs> the Jedi are dead. They need to end. It's time for yeah, yeah. I tried to kill my nephew. <laughs> are we are we able to talk about uh, the direction of the new? trilogy that Ryan, John- Ryan Johnson is doing? Because um, I have a question on I have yeah, a question oh, through our live yeah, feed. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, we got a question by, give me a second, uh, Joey. Uh, Joey asks, um, do you feel, do you guys, do we feel confident in Johnson's ability to, ability to create the next trilogy? Yes. Johnson's? No. Ryan Johnson. No. <clears throat> yes. I'm... <laughs> okay. Is, is he writing it? Yes. Then no. <laughs> he, he's writing. That's a straight up no by RJ, guys. No. That's a straight up no. All, it, all the a, plot it, holes, all the inconsistencies. I do not have confidence in his writing at all. Have, have you seen Looper? I mean, time travel is always messy. I've never seen a time traveled movie do it perfectly. Okay, have you seen Looper? I have seen Looper though. Okay, he wrote, direct, and he wrote and direct Looper. So. He did that, but he also wrote and directed Star Wars Episode Eight. And we're talking about his this ability to write. To, we're talking about his ability as related to Star Wars. As I've seen yeah. so far, his ability he can be great. In, I mean, you can have directors who are great in certain genres and bad in others. Yeah, like Michael Bay. <laughs> I don't know if I consider that a genre. Have you seen, have you exactly. seen the Michael Bay version of Up? I know that's totally off topic right now. I mean, Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. <laughs> no, I was talking the difference between whatever that war movie that Bay did versus Transformers. That difference. That yeah. war movie was really good. I don't remember oh, what yeah. it was. Um, and then the obviously well, Transformers. I think, I think he also did Armageddon. <laughs> did he? I think. I think. Okay. That well, that, that's more. But, but it, it, just, it shows you can do you can do certain Star Wars. things better. We just know it's like <clears throat> explosions everywhere. That's all. So, oh, but, but back back to yeah, uh, back yeah. to the question. Me, yeah. Ryan Johnson, new trilogy. No fucking way. I'm <laughs> no no in way. I'm. I'm like seventy. I'm like seventy, thirty, seventy. Yes, thirty, eh. Uh, thirty. Eh, yeah, eh. thirty. Eh. But you know what? Here, here's the thing. Okay. I, 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 I want him just to. Sorry to cut you off. I just want him to have his way with Star Wars and it not be connected to the saga, the episodical films. And I think that's where Episode Eight would have been better if it wasn't about Luke Skywalker and all this. Eight, eight, uh, that, yeah. 
I think <laughs> I, I just okay. I think he would be good on an offset planet world and story rather than in an episode. Well, I mean, as we've seen with Clone Wars and Rebels, I think Star Wars is getting away from the ability to succeed where it was as a movie, but it's able to do really well when they actually have time to flesh out a story. Yeah, that's because true. there's so much to it. So rather than cram it in, I wouldn't mind seeing multiple different types of Star Wars as. Uh, seasonal shows. Yeah, here's here's the thing with me. I probably I I would still give Johnson a chance in writing the trilogy. However, I just don't want Disney to flush out and cram cram the audience, cram the fans with so many uh, of these Star Wars movies within two years. Give us a little something to hunger for, because when we're crammed with all these things at once, we get overflooded. We're drawn out. We're still trying yeah. to recover from the one from the year before. I, I because these are, even though these are coming out uh, yeah. essentially almost a year and, now. And, well, yeah. I mean, know, basically, I, I will know. give Johnson the benefit of the doubt there is with the original ones, they had like, what, four years between the episode four and episode five. So maybe... Uh, may was it, f- it was 77 and 81? No. It was... Uh, 77, 79, and 83, I believe, if I'm not correct. I'm not correct on that. 77, uh, Chris 79, might be able to uh, confirm. Well, either we, well okay, I, I could very well be I, wrong with that, but more than a year yeah. to work on a script, I Question. think. I, I would actually be curious and, and probably even anticipate or look forward to even if Gareth Edwards took another shot at Star Wars. He did a fabulous job. He did a fantastic one. job. You know, with even um, a story that we didn't even hear about before so hmm. um i i'm gonna look that up but going on to the third yeah, while you're uh, looking that up should me and ron start the uh, third deleted scene that's that's what i was okay. saying yeah. yeah so the third deleted scene is one i think they definitely should have had it in luke in mourning how, how do you not show luke mourning over mm. han solo's death would have been better than chewy what are you doing here wait where's han yeah. and then cut i you know <laughs> i would have i was saying chewy eat a I'm gonna get so much hate. I I, I, I want Kentucky Fried Pork. Oh no! I would I would have loved to see Chewy <laughs> I, eat I that pork. That would have been same. awesome. I'm. By the way, I'm. How was it, Chewy? <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm a vegan, and I still would like. I wanted him just to eat the pork. I wanted him just to like take it and just like have the pork looking at him and go. <sighs> I mean, have you guys ever? I mean, you haven't. But have you ever had puffin? Puffin is delicious, what? so I'd imagine okay, pork tastes similar. Because that's, that's, why, that's right why they now. included uh, porgs, because the <laughs> island they were shooting had a bunch of puffins there. And because they couldn't remove all these puffins yeah, from the background, they, they were CGI like, okay, we have an animal here. Porgs. And puffins really? are delicious, yes. so I'd imagine porgs being in Star Wars okay, would also I, have to I, be really good. I cannot speak on eating puffins. <laughs> Poor puffins. But anyway, no, um, going, back to, going back to your description yeah, of that third deleted scene, um, <clears throat> that would have been a nice segue um, instead of that whole beginning of The Last Jedi being all by myself. No, just kidding. <coughs> that was a whole internet meme if you didn't get that. Um, I, I thought that, uh, you know, there could have been at least a few minutes, not long, but at least a few minutes of at least finding out that of his death, of Han Solo's death, and how that might have affected yeah. him. Um, maybe that would have played a bigger role in his character throughout the movie and m- made his decisions a little bit wiser. Maybe he would have confronted Kylo face to face for it, which would have been interesting instead of a force projection. I, yeah. I, 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 I personally don't have a problem with the force projection. If that's, if that's canon according to, uh, um, you know, what was in the Jedi Order books. From well, but it's not Johnson canon Sweet. because of that. Because um, that book is out okay. of canon, that's why there is that issue. So it was interesting I to bring just in, looked it up, but, yep. and it is May 25th, 77. It was 1980, I believe it was May 25th, and then May 25th, 1983. So there was three so years three years between, between. the th- the three. I, mean, I believe that was the same. There was a three-year gap between one, two, and three as well. There was it was 99, 2001, and 2005. Yeah. So yeah, so, so now, it doesn't always it doesn't always work. So now we're going we're going from every three years to now basically every two years every, or yeah, every, every, every two year. years for yeah. the episodicals, and then yeah, and after episode nine, I don't think that they're going to touch episode 10 or whatever for at least another 10 to 15 years and I don't think they need to and Kathleen Kennedy needs to leave now one thing that I did, completely off topic do you know who's replacing Bob Iger? 
what no, do you I think? Heard, I heard he was going to be stepping down. He, he, I think they were going to have him stay on for a little bit longer, maybe a, couple, a few more years. But yeah. it was rumored that he was going to step down. So there's not formal word of it. It's just been talk. <clears throat> yeah. But well, let me eventually it might he was, happen. What do you think is going to become of Star Wars and Marvel and everything else? I think Marvel has a better uh, future than Star Wars does, unless Star Wars to put more, uh, kind of put more non-major motion pictures out. I think Star- Marvel is going to overtake Star Wars in the long run. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we have the. But you know, last I think as far as Iger, I think he's leaving after the streaming service is launched. If I remember that correctly, there's no way I'm reading a message sent to us by our producer behind the booth. Definitely not what happened. I remember no, that exactly. No, I don't see anything written on our screens right yeah, now. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing on any of the to, screens we have in no, the room or anything. No, yeah. nothing. Oh, look, it, he deleted the tweet Yeah, there's already. nothing there. But yes, the uh, so the next uh, deleted scene uh, is the uh, supremacy infiltration. And this kind of expands more on Finn, DJ, and Rose infiltrating the supremacy. And uh, what's interesting about this one is that Finn, while he's on the ship, is uh, recognized by another stormtrooper, but that stormtrooper doesn't sound any alarm, nothing happens, which kind of shows that the First Order has been keeping his betrayal under wraps. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't like it. Yeah. <coughs> it's, it's flavor that, I, that, that they didn't really need. It, it's unneeded. It's no. it's cool, but I can see why they cut that. Like one. I want to see it. it but if this is a nod to, because there was that one novel that was out about Finn's experience as a stormtrooper mm-hmm. under the first order. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it was just a nod to that. That fan. Well, I mean, like if you if you've if you've read the novels, you'd be like, oh, I know who that is. I don't think it was a nod to fans because Johnson doesn't care about fans. This is <laughs> this is true. Uh, let's see. Then the last deleted scene. This one is actually a different scene with uh, Phasma. Basically, Phasma and Finn once again they're fighting, um, and she kind of starts beating him down. They get surrounded by other stormtroopers, and as she's kind of going in, kind of taunting him, going in for the kill, Finn starts recounting her cowardice from the movie prior, talking about how he was able to take her hostage. How she it's because of her that they destroyed the uh, the base. Um, and after that, she quick three. Yeah, after that she quick draws, <laughs> and Phasma kills all the surrounding stormtroopers, like Western style. Just pa 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 kills all the stormtroopers. Okay, I need to see this. Them. This is, I yeah. think, the yeah. only one that I'm like super excited. Uh, and about. then kind of her and Finn start fighting again, <sighs> and then she gets taken down by a blaster shot. But so the a Wait, quote, not, a quote, so a, t- she's taken down by not Finn, I, but a bla- like a random. It's, blaster it said shot? blaster shot. I don't. Rem- remember where it came from. Maybe it came from him. I hope it wasn't Rose who took her out. Who shot first? But, so Johnson... So this is, this is a quote from Johnson. Johnson refers to Captain Phasma as the Kenny from South Park of Star Wars. Oh, my Because gosh. she just keeps dying and keeps coming back. That sounds like Marvel, too. Yeah, that sounds like Marvel. So, hmm. I, I okay, okay. I'm this a, is this a, is interesting. Okay, because I really, you know, I mean, I know she's going to come back in the ninth much, one. For as much screen time and as lines, as many lines as Gwendolyn got as Captain Phasma, I feel like, okay, the comic books, uh, they have had a big following. In the comic books, I, I feel like there's. There could have probably been more. Can, show I, her, show. Yeah. Let's show. Let's show her Captain doing Phasma something. Do like some real. Massacre type killing. Can I tell you? We a know how bad she's. Go ahead. A secret about Phasma. All right. So, so the so the secret is about oh, Phasma. Okay, guys. Shh. Secret. Toys. Yeah. Toys. Where's there we go. The Merchandise. Lack, the lack of. That's that's why Phasma was there. She was she was a yeah. cool cool <coughs> character. She looked cool and she sold a lot of toys. Yep. That's about it. Well, why? That, yeah. That's. I mean, if she was there. That's and a cool character that they could then go on to write other stories outside of the movie about because they know people would want to find out more about her. So I mean, do we think? I mean, she, do we think she? Okay, now we're gonna get into a theory here. Do we think she's dead? I mean, I don't think she's dead because no, the wacky direction they've been going, she's totally gonna be back. Time travel, remember time travel. Her art, her new armor is gonna be gonna black pull, and shiny. Pull her through that. We've portal. already we've already seen that Captain Phasma can teleport. What? Because, Wait, because what? When they Hold were, on a second. Okay. Did I miss something? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so basically, when they're going to execute Finn, uh, Finn and Rose, she's standing right in front of them with all these stormtroopers surrounding them. 
then Captain Purplehair sends the ship launching through the Supremacy, and suddenly Finn and Rose are still where they were. There's no stormtroopers around them, and Phasma is coming toward them with uh, with a little entourage of stormtroopers from the complete opposite side of the deck. This okay. is seconds after it crashed into them. They're none the worse for wear. This is, I mean, obviously, this, now, is, this is just poor real editing. Qu- the real question but, that I have is... Yeah. Why? She's how the, did she's the force? Captain Phasma is the doctor. <laughs> she is the doctor. She is the. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the universe is crossed. We're gonna anger so many fans here. Oh, Star I'm Trek sure. teleportation devices in Star, Star Wars. Wars and Doctor Who. Well, I mean, you're talking about rebels. Talking about the weird hands. Obviously, right. those are Infinity Gauntlets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, this hmm. discussion has gone way off topic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Mark great. Hamill's theory on Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, before that, I want to answer another. Oh, uh, let's get to another. Well, yeah, uh, fans, get another question. Fans question. Okay, again, by the thing, uh, Joey again asks: Has uh, we we kind of talked about this earlier? Has Star Wars gotten too big for its own good? Yes. Should the next director focus on a smaller and more intimate story? For example, the way the movie Logan told Wolverine's story. So it, I don't know if he is in the chat right now, but are you specifically talking about like a one-off movie just about a specific character? Or are you talking about like a one-off movie about like Luke or something else? Like well, that? well, he's the Do point. You wanna, I, I, I assume I get his point. I think I think be, like, just I want, because of I time, we can't question. Just because of time, I don't yeah. think we can wait. So we have to assume what he meant here. So I think you yeah. Know. So uh, assuming what he meant here was that has, has the Star Wars story, the franchise, gotten too big? Yeah. Or uh, or are we should we just focus more on like we ha- I think we what we had mentioned earlier and I'm kind of in agreement on this is is expanding a little bit on what we had know from the original trilogy maybe something also from the prequels as well mm-hmm. too to focus on those stories instead of having this you know debatable Sol- Han Solo story. Well, I think you know? it's so as as hundreds of thousands of fans would agree, and I know I'm not exaggerating with that number because I've seen the signatures. It the problem is that it's focusing on one period of time. So if they were to switch to something like Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. or just not even Knights of the Old Republic, something I want that's in Johnson this universe with the that. rules, the the kind of this, the the rules of Star Wars, but just have the story take place outside of this very. Like this, I mean, it's it's what like a hundred year window is when this all takes place. It's supposed Less, to be like sixty, yeah, sixty, origi- seventy, yeah, years, something like that. Like that's that's the window. It's twenty, of this. yeah, it's twenty years before. Then there's about ten, yeah. yeah it's so it's like that. That's 60, the window that years. all these movies have been taking place in. Mm-hmm. Like even even Rogue One and Solo. The, Those the, are still yeah. taking place in that window. So it's yeah. like I do. I think that I'm I think they can after make it work. Episode nine, what they do. Is that they move into Old Republic? I want Johnson <laughs> Republic, to do. Yes. Um, I want Johnson to do Old Republic. I think that would be. Really I really like if Disney is listening anywhere. Somebody from Disney, Disney is, is definitely listening. listening. Um, <laughs> Disney has the biggest ears. Huh? Look at the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I I know they probably won't consider it canon, but please, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, please. we did get a little Easter egg or nod to that in. Uh, Rogue One, yeah, with using the Corvette ships yeah. against those destroyers. Mm-hmm. So that's also one of the tricky yeah. things. So they keep bringing ships in and out, and it creates yeah. like I mean the bombers <coughs> in a uh, in Episode Eight. Why do they use those instead of what was it the Y wings, which yeah. allowed bombs to be or uh, weapons with bomb uh, power to be discharge from range rather than having to be right oh it's yeah exactly. that that just kind of goes over to they're not sure what there's they they don't know what they need to include and what they need to leave out I it's think like what they, they want to add new and in some actual I think, fans I, I think this is disney this is definitely disney's direction well, i mean they are laying in fans because introducing eight was, all new characters introducing just new storylines yeah. and, and this is the method okay disney is always about moving forward and, and expanding on on the fantasies that we that we yeah. have is to create all these new characters to reinvent the stories or at least refresh or renew and add something that keep fans quote unquote interested in mm-hmm. these but it you know the question is maybe for next week's discussion uh is it worth it it will or even will it work yeah. well, and I, th- I think what a, i'm sure many people watching will agree with me episode eight is ryan johnson's fan fiction yeah less continuity of star wars and more his idea of what he what star wars should be but they he just managed to get lucky enough to be able to write the script yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying 
that's right. I'm saying that's what yeah. I think, and I think there's going to be enough people out there who agree. Uh, yeah, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear more fans' opinions on this as well, too. What yeah, and as we, we go, uh, I'm sure that we're going to end up getting a lot more people, uh, <coughs> obviously, on Facebook and, like, Mixler Twitter. and everything else like that. Yeah. Like, I do want to eventually get in. I want to get the computer in here so I can read, like, the Mixler comments because I know that that is one of those things. Hello, everyone that's actually listening on Mixler. We don't just have that. Um, and people that, like... I, like, and I want to expand this. Like, I want to include, like, the people that are watching and listening more. Because, um, obviously, like, this week, now we're getting comments, which is good. Um, but going back We appreciate into, you guys commenting, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Please, so please. Hopefully, we'll be able to yeah. interact with you, you more yeah, that's exactly throughout the future. We are always open to discussion. Um, but going back into the topic of, like, Ryan Johnson's fan fiction, that's actually kind of how I feel. Like, I... Like, I I'm very jumpy back and forth between Last Jedi. I just don't... I, I, I think it just kind of comes from, like, I don't know how to feel about it because I'm confused, but I'm just kind of okay with it. It's just kind of... I don't... And then we we are running down to... I mean, yeah, we've we, got about we got about 10 minutes left, but so I like think that. let's let's wrap this down to, or go switch to something I think all of us want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of a jokey thing, but it, it'll lead to a discussion I think we can all get behind. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill <laughs> on an interview with the BBC... This was yesterday on Friday, oh, uh, and he basically, as far as his Luke Skywalker theory, he was saying, "I refuse to believe that he's gone." My theory is he just teleported to somewhere else and left his robe behind. He teleported to a nudist colony. That's what I'm hoping. Please, yes. He teleported to a nudist colony. Nudist colony. Yes. But I think what this with can lead Yoda, to with <laughs> so Igon and Darth Bane. <laughs> Because, but so I think I think what this leads to in a nice discussion. This will be is remember Bane. Wa- Bane was uh, in the in the coffin. So like, just I, 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 this is a, this is a children's show. I'm gonna stop right there. But so so basically, Mark Hamill, he clearly doesn't want Luke to be dead. And this will yeah. kind of lead to per- when this movie first came out and leading up to it. Mark Hamill was incredibly vocal about his distaste for uh, for how Luke was treated uh, yeah. in this episode. And a, a lot he of people are open to it. Yeah. Well, like, well, a lot of people have countered it by saying like, well, he came out and said this, but I think that's because <gasps> Mark Hamill is a really nice guy and he loves mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker and he loves the fans and he doesn't want to see them fighting. That's, that's, yeah. that's the thing so, I appreciate. Plus Disney is probably was holding a noose behind him saying, say something nice, Hamill, yeah. say something nice. You know, that's the thing I appreciate about uh-huh. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill really <laughs> does... Mark Hamill really takes his character seriously. I mean, yeah, that's why he's so true. admired because he really wants it to be true. He wants it to be real. He wants and, it to be and relatable. And the other thing he is wants, that he, he that transfers over to know. everything that he does. Mark Hamill is one of those actors that hasn't been in a lot of things. He's just gotten he's so much got Star Wars, Wars and then he's Skywalker. done like some a few like Joker. He's, done, he's done a good amount of voice Joker acting he does a lot of voice acting but yeah. primarily it's Joker actually he doesn't do a lot of voice acting yeah. it's been like I think Mark he's Hamill done has Trickster been on the Flash and, and the mm-hmm. DC he's uh, done a few things yeah he's done that was fun seeing in this Trickster Disney if you're watching or Mark if you're watching or listening please we would love to have you in the room we have so many questions. And we you. won't try to lambast you or pay, paint you in any light with your thoughts on Disney. Just to talk to you would be amazing. Yeah, yeah I know. I just, I just, I, I want to uh, hug. All of a sudden we get a call from the Joker. <laughs> oh, God, that would be. <laughs> oh, that would be great. But uh, uh, one day. One of the, uh, and this, this was like one of the hardest interviews I saw where mm-hmm. uh, Mark Hamill with a few other cast members along with uh, Ryan Johnson, they were kind of talking about, kind of talking about the movie and he was talking about uh, discussions, uh, Mark was, or Mark Hamill was talking about discussions he'd had with Johnson mm-hmm. and kind of how he was saying, like, I don't think Luke would do this. This isn't how this would work, so on and so forth. And kind of Ryan, and kind of talking about how Ryan disregarded him and then he, as he hands it off to mm-hmm. Johnson yeah. again, you can see him kind of hand shaking as he goes to cover his face. Like, that yeah. was that was rough because you can tell how much he cared about this character that just got a just got total character assassination like no lube going in hot that was (laughs) this is like kids yeah that's for a different type of show strike one red flag (laughs) sorry um but (laughs) I think (laughs) do we just leave it at that (laughs) yeah I think we should just leave it are we closing up the show (laughs) are we on that no 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 I think (laughs) 
we we <laughs> slipped that a little more. Else? Yeah. Oh, we, we, have, we a, have one more thing. Got Harrison Ford. Yeah, we we got some like star news. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> please please um, go on. Please when, go on. When he uh, uh, I, here, so uh, okay. Yeah, you he, talk, Sorry, he, I just. Oh yeah, no I, problem. Uh, basically, Harrison Ford, uh, in an interview, was asked how he felt about passing the torch on to the next generation. Uh, <laughs> Wait, before, he, before you give his response, I, I think, I, I, let me just, uh, I think he, he might be all for it. Just knowing Harrison Ford, I think he's like, yeah, just all for you it. You really know Harrison Ford. I, yeah, I, I mean, uh, he, he wanted to kill Han after the first episode. Uh, after, know, what, uh, episode five, five yeah. No, he just wanted to, he just wanted Han to be gone anyway. He finally and, got his wish. So but, you know. the direct the direct five. quote from the script is, uh, "I don't know what I thought of it that, or I don't know that I thought of it that way at all. I was there to die, and I didn't really give a rat's ass who got my sword." Yeah, that sounds yeah. like it's that and a, and a, like, a lot of people. Like pass- a lot of people have been saying the that the only reason he came back for this one was because they said Han Solo's going to die. <laughs> He's like he wanted to yes. be there. To, I mean, well, I mean, the <clears throat> fact that when they filmed his scenes, they filmed them backwards. Really? Because because when and apparently this is true with most of the work that Harrison Ford does is yeah. when he starts out the movie he's a lot lighter and kind of more agreeable but as it goes on he gets a bit gruffer. Mm-hmm. So in the movie figure Han Solo started off really gruff and kind of disagreeable mm-hmm. and then toward the end he's a lot more lighthearted. So to fix that they're like okay we're going while you're still agreeable we're going to film the end scenes when you've advanced to this more agreeable person and then as he started getting more and more tired with production they started reversing the order of yeah. his scenes which i, I mean i that. mean that's smart that's knowing how to work with an actor yeah but. and i mean like <laughs> Harrison Ford is one of those actors that he just like yeah well, I mean, plus like, he he accidentally became an actor yeah he he, he accidentally he, he, into han solo yeah he just gives one word answers he's like yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what's what's the story <laughs> with uh, how he got the role? It was he was a carpenter working on something in George Lucas's office when they were running an audition scene for a female actress, and Lucas saw him and kind of called him over, and said, "Hey, can you run lines with her? She, we need we need someone to run lines yeah. opposite her." And because of that, Lucas liked him and said, "Oh." Okay. And, and he also had him in American Graffiti too, as a kind of a minor character. And of That's, course, he was in yeah, American yeah, Graffiti yeah, as well. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Chris. Oh, yeah, right. They can hear you. I don't need to repeat what you just said. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Chris just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, like, that that, that sounds like Harrison. I mean, like, he's been very adamant about, I don't like Han Solo. I wanted him to die after five. He just doesn't like acting in general. (laughs) He he really doesn't. Like, if you look at, like, the, just, like, going off topics, if you look at the music, uh, the, the music, the movies that he's in, like or has been really outside of Star Wars, so just kind of like, eh, yeah. I mean, like mine is like Indiana Jones. Like, he's just kind of like a whatever actor. Like he's got a bunch of money, he does whatever he wants, and now he's just like, yeah, I did this, whatever. That's kind of like he's very apathetic. It's like Michael Sarah. Yeah. Accidentally into an actor, fans seem to love him, even though he seems completely. I think. Inept. I, I think. I think he. It, uh... I don't know about in that. I think I remember watching an episode. Great pilot, though. Watching an episode or at least a YouTube video of Harrison Ford uh, being interviewed by Jimmy Fallon. Oh, wow. And he was uh, like, uh, it was either that or Jimmy Kimmel. One of the the Jimmys. One of them. One of them, yeah. Yeah. And so I think the question that was asked to him was like, so what what made you come back and, and to do these monies? He's like, <laughs> to do these monies? To, to do, I'm sorry, I should probably gave it away. To do these movies. <laughs> Shoot, well, there goes the punchline. Um, <laughs> was it for money, Ron? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much for money. He actually did say that. He was like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was for the money. And he, I was, you know, that could have been Harrison Ford being truthful or being sarcastic in himself. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I, it it kind of just it says a lot about, his, about himself as, as yeah. a person. I mean, he yeah, doesn't try to hide like, it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I get paid for these. I mean, it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's oh, no, he said, he said, has it, I, got, I got paid. Yeah, that's he's what like, he said. I got paid. They paid me. So yeah, then they paid that's me. like the lowest my voice can go. Like, yeah, they paid me. So I, then I can't. before we wind down, mm-hmm. any more questions, Ron? Um, or comments or confessions of love? 
Uh, we that's love you much, guys. That's though. pretty just, much about it. Uh, we don't have we any do. questions for now, but as always, we love hearing from the fans. We love Absolutely. hearing from from anybody who'd like to either, uh, you know, comment on or tweet to us at KPFK. Uh, Geek Radio, either on Facebook, it's give us a post there, or well, even tweet to us, or leave something on Instagram for us. Yeah, like e- rather it's on the Geek Radio uh, Twitter or other handles, or uh, we actually have uh, just for Holofeed, we have the Holofeed, and you can send it to us on Twitter and Facebook there as well. Um, outside of that, um, thank you guys so much for uh, listening. We are live every single Saturday at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Um, any other things that we need to plug before we head out? Um, you can just plug our uh, Twitter uh, where you can reach us outside of the channels. Yeah, yeah uh, next week uh, we'll be doing uh, a final review of the series finale of Star Wars Rebels as it'll be featured now on I Disney XD. Here's my plug for Disney. Huh? Um... Uh, I think it'll be a 90 minute uh, feature so an hour and a half feature for the last three episodes for Star Wars Rebels so we fun. have cool. a lot to talk about and see how I it might plays out from here that. <laughs> um, outside of that you can find all of it, our all of our social medias um, I don't know if we got them on the screen uh, they'll be included eventually eventually we'll get them so if you guys want to follow us you can follow uh, me at uh, Clarice Rafter if you just kind of like google my name you'll find me um, uh, you can find me, RJ, at a need bookcase. <laughs> nice and simple. You can find me, Ron, at the nearest Barnes & Noble, being a nerd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Buy him a scone. Me, yeah. Right there by the toys at the Funko, staring at them blindly. Now you're making it a bit creepy. Um, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at that one nerd Ron, And I'll be there. Tweet to me. Talk to me. Whatever. Right by the bookcase. Please, right please. by the bookcase. <laughs> right friends. by the bookcase. Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much uh, for everyone that is watching on Facebook. Uh, Geek Radio is next uh, for anyone that is listening on the uh, Mixler. So uh, we have all of these things uh, recorded and put onto iTunes. We're working on getting them on SoundCloud very soon as well. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, commenting, everything else. Please send uh, love to all of our Twitters and everything else like that. As soon as everything goes on or goes off the air. Sorry, words. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys all next week. Geek Radio's next. And we'll be here every Saturday, 5 p.m. Yes. Yes. See you next week. Cool. Lightspeed and beat.